This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to the match preview. Newcastle travel down to the Emirates this weekend to face Arsenal in the third round of the FA Cup. I'll be joined by Football London's Kia Kenak, as well as Lee Ryder, and you'll hear from Steve Bruce as well. All that to come on everything is Black and White Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It is FA Cup weekend. Newcastle face Arsenal in the third round. Um, and I'm joined by Football London's Kayak Kenak. I'll be honest with you, um, I'm not very excited about this game. I've been trying to encourage myself to get to get up for it, and I'm not really excited. Um, of course, we'll still be covering it on Chronicle Live, and we'll put all our top work into that, just as you will down on Football London. But looking at it, it's not even that I'm looking at it negatively. I'm just not really that bothered. I don't know whether it's the world we're currently living in, or whether it is just the cast United, but... Um, I'm struggling to get excited for this game. I'm sure um, a lot of fans will be on the same page. How do you think Arsenal fans will be approaching this one? Is this one they, they see, see as they have to win? Their team has to be beating Newcastle? Um, I have to agree. I think it's, it's, a, it's a game that Arsenal fans are probably struggling to get themselves up for a bit. If you look at the glamour ties of this FA Cup third round, you know, Spurs are travelling to Marine, for example. There's plenty of good ties that were drawn out of... Um, the FA Cup third round, Arsenal versus Newcastle doesn't really jump off the page. It's two sides who have really struggled to score in the Premier League this season. Arsenal have obviously started scoring a bit more recently, but I think it's it's a game that Arsenal fans will be obviously hoping they want to win because Arsenal want to win every game and they've got a good record in the FA Cup recently. But I think if Arsenal do end up getting knocked out, of course, there'll be some sort of outrage on social media as there always is when Arsenal lose and there'll be some sort of anger from the club but I think they'll they'll get over it relatively quickly Premier League and Europa League are the real priorities for Arsenal this season But with Arsenal's good run of form of late you know they've won three on the bounce it is all about momentum when you are struggling down in the league you know I'm, I'm sure Mikel Arteta would rather be playing this game this weekend and I mean correct me if I'm wrong rather than having a bit of a break do you know what I mean because um, one thing that is key to making sure you progress up the league is momentum and whether that game comes in the Premier League or Cup competition um, I'm sure um, you'd rather be playing 90 minutes of football than than not Definitely if you look at the way Arsenal's form has transitioned in the past six days um, the past sorry um, couple of weeks it was it took six days basically over Christmas for Arsenal season to go from disaster and relegation contenders is what Sam Allardyce was genuinely saying to six points off top four and things are suddenly looking really good and Emil Smith-Rowe is the greatest thing ever Bukayo Saka is looking like one of the greatest talents in the league and these are all it, it, form can change very quickly and when the games come so thick and fast especially with COVID as they're doing at the moment then it's a lot easier to build up momentum but at the same time it's a lot easier for momentum to go the other way and Arsenal definitely saw that they were doing well in the Europa League, but the Premier League games were coming so thick and fast and they kept losing those games. And in the space of about two months, Mikel Arteta went from a manager who was being talked about as one of the best in the league, who had won the FA Cup, who had won the Community Shield, to 
suddenly being someone who was genuinely fighting to save his job. And things can change very quickly in football. And the quick turnaround of games probably means Mikel Arteta will be hoping to keep the momentum going because he's worked so hard to build it up over Christmas. You mentioned the FA Cup win there. Of course, you know, he'll want to win it again. You want to retain the trophy. How important does that, how, how, how big of a part does that play in this game? I mean, obviously you could have drawn anyone, you know, Newcastle is just the name that came out of the hat. But do you think that plays, will play a big part in the team he picks in the way he approaches it? Because he, he'll just want to retain the, you know, the first major trophy he won as Arsenal manager. Potentially. I mean, Arteta isn't necessarily a guy who likes to pick particularly weak sides in cup competitions. His cup record is actually really good. He's only lost two games as an Arsenal manager in cup competitions. Obviously, Manchester City earlier this season and there was that disastrous tie against Olympiacos in the Europa League last season. And I think it's it's a game that Arsenal will probably rotate for, um, even though Mikel Arteta has said that he wants to win the competition and the he was giving the usual big quotes that you get in a press conference ahead of an FA Cup game, how Arsenal are a big club who wants to be winning every trophy they enter. And you'd expect that from him. And I think Arsenal will view it as a legitimate way to get some silverware again. But I think we can expect him to rotate in terms of his team selection. As we were talking about earlier, there's such a, a quick run of games. And if anyone picks up any injuries, any of that important starting lineup, particularly that front four of Lacazette, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, or... Uh, Bukayo Saka, then it could be a real problem for Arsenal going forward and they'll be they'll be wanting to avoid any sort of long-term problems that were to come from this game. So I'm expecting rotation, but that's not to say that he'll throw a complete team of youngsters out there. I think Arsenal will have a relatively strong side out, even if not the, the guys who have been doing so well in the Premier League in the last few weeks. You mentioned the record there of Arsenal and Mikel Arteta, but if you go even further back, I mean, some of the stats that are down on the paper are unbelievable. I mean, Arsenal only eliminated in the third round of the FA Cup once in the last 24 campaigns, which is is scary. And then you yeah. couple that with Newcastle United stats. Um, you know, lost the last three away FA Cup ties against Arsenal. All have ended 3-0. So if you're a betting man, you know, that's a little stat for you. And then you've got Newcastle eliminated in 10 of the last 11 FA Cup ties against Premier League opposition. Um it's not like Newcastle United fans need any encouragement to be a bit down and negative <laughs> about a game. But when you do read those stats, it is, it is a scary thought. And then you look at the form that uh, you know, Arsenal have been in as well, even with you know, some changes. I mean, Arsenal are favourites, aren't they? And it's, it's just a scary prospect for Newcastle this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know the statistics surrounding Newcastle's record in the FA Cup was that bad. I knew they'd, apart from last season, they'd, they'd struggled in cup competitions. And I know there's a lot of disappointment among Newcastle fans who maybe want to see them take it a bit more seriously because obviously Newcastle aren't going to win the Premier League and they're not in Europe. So either the, Prem, the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup is their best chance of winning a trophy. But Arsenal are favourites, but I think that would have been the case regardless of the records in the previous third round ties. That one game that Arsenal did lose was to Nottingham Forest a few years ago in um, Arsene Wenger's last season. And I think that does go to show, I mean, it's obviously a massive cliche and we hear it every time the FA Cup third round comes around in January, but there is the magic of the FA Cup and anything can happen. So I wouldn't rule out a Newcastle victory, but Arsenal definitely are heavy favourites going into this game, yeah. Mm. You mentioned there Newcastle's record, obviously they were knocked out to Brentford in the quarterfinal of the League Cup a few weeks back and a really disappointing performance and 
Um, I mean, Steve Bruce was already, I wouldn't say under pressure, but there was already a lot of uh, anger directed his way. And that tie was kind of what was holding Newcastle's season up. You know, surviving relegation is probably the priority, unfortunately. And you had this League Cup quarterfinal against a championship side and Newcastle were played off the park. And then, you know, you've got this cup tie coming up and you can't really see Newcastle getting past it. However, and we'll hear from Steve Bruce now, uh, he did speak to reporters this morning in his press conference. And anytime you mention the cup record in Newcastle, he does get very defensive. You know, he, he makes the point that he's always said he takes the cup seriously. Um, here's what he had to say. I think I've said it from day one. I walked through the door here. Where I'm disappointed that we've got the two quarterfinals and uh, didn't get past them. So I've trekked the, the cup um, as seriously as I possibly could because, you know, look, we blew a wonderful opportunity a month ago to get to a semi-final. And um, that will not change. So, yes, there'll be a few changes tomorrow. Yeah, like Dubravka needs a game. He's back ready and needs that game probably. So I'll use that match. But now we could have done with an easier tie to get through the next one. But we'll, we'll treat it with the respect, obviously, that Arsenal deserves. To Steve Bruce there, you know, like we say, mentioning the fact that he always takes the cup seriously. He looks like he's going to play a strongish side um, Martin Dubravka is going to be back and goal after a long layoff with injury, which is which is good to see. There's potential Jamal Lasalle as a captain returning after a COVID-19 layoff. But Newcastle are missing um, Ryan Fraser. They are missing Anson Maxman. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether the likes of Callum Wilson plays, given that Newcastle have Sheffield United on Tuesday, which is a huge game. You know, Newcastle have been a horrible run of form in the league recently, one win in five. And if they lose not just to the bottom side, Sheffield United, but to a side that haven't even won, you know, this game against Arsenal and whatever the result will be is, it'll be out the window. Um, are there any players that you're looking forward to, to seeing from Newcastle's perspective? I was quite upset to see that um, Alan Maxman is still recovering from his COVID-19. I think it was some form of long COVID and he was back in France, wasn't he? He's just come back to Newcastle, yeah. but... I was looking forward to seeing him because he's the I think he's the kind of player who you enjoy watching the tricks and flicks, all that kind of stuff, and um, Gucci headband and all that kind of thing that has made him a fan favourite very quickly um, up at St James's Park. So it'll be a shame to not see him. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing how Isaac Hayden's getting on, just from an Arsenal connection. He's obviously joined Newcastle from uh, Arsenal many years ago now, but it's nice to see how uh, he's gone on and established quite a decent Premier League career. I know he's not a first-team starter or necessarily the biggest fan favourite at um, Newcastle, but he's definitely a, a solid player and he's useful to Steve Bruce, especially with that back three that he likes to play and you'd expect him to play. Well, it's more of a back five, isn't it? But you'd expect him to play that um, at the Emirates. And so, yeah, it'd be nice to see how Isaac Hayden gets on. I wouldn't mind um, seeing if Joel Linton has improved his form. I think he obviously struggled in his first season and maybe things are getting a little bit better this season. I don't know. I've not been keeping that much... Uh, that many tabs on him, his development, but I know he was obviously a player brought in for a lot of money and it sounds silly given he's a player who's been injured for so long, but Andy Carroll is a guy who's caused Arsenal problems in the past. For Newcastle, he scored that goal nearly a decade ago now when Newcastle came to the Emirates and won when Chris Houston was manager. Um, he scored a hat-trick against us when he was at West Ham. So they're, they're players that can cause Arsenal problems and those are the guys who I'm... I'm with trepidation, looking forward to seeing on Saturday. I mean, Hayden was suspended for the last game, the last league game. So he's, he's had a bit of a break. So he'll probably be raring to go. He's one of the fittest players. He had COVID as well. 
Um, and actually, he's recovered remarkably well. Steve Bruce has made no secret. He's kind of the fittest player. Um, you know, at Newcastle night, he, f- he faded in the centre-back actually just days after, uh, you know, getting back into things, which was remarkable. One of those players who are, who's very underrated. He does the dirty work, which doesn't grab the headlines. But um, for me, without him, Newcastle are, are definitely um, a worse side. Um, we mentioned Steve Bruce there. We heard what he had to say in his press conference. What what is the the opinion of Newcastle and Steve Bruce? I mean, we heard there that you know he's he's keen to make the most of this. He wants to see Newcastle progress. Of course, he does. You know, he wants to see Newcastle win. Um, what do you make of what he said, and how will Arsenal be looking at Steve Bruce as Newcastle United? I'm always wary when it comes to Newcastle because they've got such a passionate fan base who know the team inside out of sort of projecting my own. Um, assumptions of what Newcastle are like onto them without watching them week in, week out. But I think the job Steve Bruce has done has been relatively decent. Obviously, it's not been the most attractive brand of football and Newcastle have got some good players, especially going forward with Almiron, Sam Maximan, who we were mentioning before, and plenty of others who can really, uh, Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, when he gets back fit, who can hopefully bring them slightly more attacking football. But I think Newcastle are definitely a team Arsenal expect to beat, uh, regardless of how strong a lineup. Steve Bruce does end up picking and I think Newcastle the general perception of them for the rest of the Premier League I'm pretty sure I wouldn't like to comment for all of them but at Arsenal at least it's that they're a relatively defensive side who are going to sit deep and try and defend and maybe nick a 1-0 and obviously no replays this year so try and take it to penalties and win that way or something like that so I think that's what we're expecting from Newcastle that's the kind of style and that's the perception of Newcastle as a team I think there's definitely scope for Newcastle to improve as an attacking side if they maybe got a more attacking manager in. But Steve Bruce has one job and that's to keep Newcastle in the Premier League and he's pretty good at doing that. Well, he has been at least so far. And yeah, that would that would be what we're expecting. What would you say Arsenal's weaknesses of you know, Steve Bruce and you're saying your players, right? This is where we, we hit Arsenal. What would you be suggesting that you know, Newcastle do try and target? Oh, I don't know how long this podcast is. I could, I, could, I could fill a whole podcast on Arsenal's weaknesses, but um, I'll focus on the big one this season that has been creativity. I think if Mikel Arteta does decide to uh, rest Emil Smith-Rowe, then Arsenal have a real problem. Obviously, the big transfer story around Arsenal this week is that Mesut Ozil looks like he's going either to Turkey or to America. It might be this month, might be at the end of the year, but he's definitely not going to be involved. He could technically play. I mean, he's available, but he's not going to. And... Without him, Arsenal do really struggle for creativity, especially against tightly packed defences like we're expecting from Newcastle. So that would be a big weakness. And I think if Newcastle are capable of defending solidly for 90 minutes, which they are, and they're a team who have done that and picked up good results in the past, then they could potentially nick a a decent result uh, on Saturday at the Emirates. But also, I think when it comes to the new formation that Arsenal are trying to play, if Newcastle do look to counter-attack the way Arsenal's fullbacks push high with Kieran and Hector Bellerin, who are quite attacking fullbacks, probably both of them won't start at the weekend, but I think it'll be Ainsley Maitland-Niles and maybe Cedric. And there's, there's space in behind against Arsenal's centre-backs who aren't the quickest. I mean, those are the age-old weaknesses of Arsenal that everyone knows is that if you hit Arsenal on the counter-attack, then they tend to struggle. And the goalkeeper is a big worry for us as well, I think. Leno may play, but if Runar Alex Runarsson does end up playing, he's a big concern at the minute. He was very poor in his last appearance against Manchester City in the Carabao Cup. And if you get shots off, shots off at him, then 
something could happen and he's, he's got a rick in him and he could definitely commit a few mistakes, which on a day where I don't expect there to be too many goals could make a huge difference to the match. It's interesting you mentioned creativity there is, is a weakness because Newcastle throughout this season have just it's shipped so many shots on goal um, and Carl Darlow, who's been in, in place of, of Martin Dubravka, has been in absolute fantastic form, in my opinion, should be within shout for an England call-up and he's had to produce save after save and not just one or two world-class saves, but you're talking, you know, maybe three or four in most games or you've seen last-ditch, um, you know, tackles or clearances off the line from the defence um, and they do get opened up quite easily and it's, I think there is a large look of large element of luck that, you know, Newcastle haven't shipped three or four goals in a game more often. Um, do you expect Arsenal, even though they do lack a bit of creativity, to, um, you know, hit the goal as often as other sides have? And we even talking sides like, you know, West Brom, you know, really did push Newcastle to the edge. And yes, they had a nil-nil against Liverpool, but again, it was down to Darlow pulling off save after save. So um, where do you think Arsenal will fit in terms of that? Will they still manage to, to pepper Newcastle's goal on Saturday? I think, obviously, it depends on who ends up playing. But I think Arsenal have good attacking players. I mean, even if Mikel Arteta does decide to rotate, it'll be Nicolas Pepe probably starting the game. And he's someone who's capable of creating a shooting opportunity at any given moment. And Willian's obviously not been great for Arsenal this season, but he does have some qualities. He's not shown them at the Emirates yet this season, but he does have them. And if he decides to sort of turn up and put in a lot of effort, then maybe he could be the guy to create opportunities. I think Arsenal are a team, obviously, who do possess tremendous attacking quality with that through in, uh, throughout the squad. And possibly that could be utilised against Newcastle. If you say, that, like you say, they've been shipping so many chances and so many shots, then I don't expect Arsenal, particularly in the form they're in and the confidence that is around the squad to have too many issues in creating some goal-scoring opportunities. It's just a question of whether they'll be able to take them on the day and how good form uh, Martin Dubravka or Carl Darlow is in. Well, Steve Bruce has confirmed Martin Dubravka will start. And right. that's going to be interesting because he has been out for so long um, yeah. with this injury he picked up back in the summer. Um, and there's that added element as well as that, you know, many people thought when Dubravka was injured that you just walk straight back into the, to the side. But the form Darlow has been in, it's, it's, it's difficult to see that happening. But that's a, a topic for another podcast. Um, <laughs> what about the strength of Arsenal then? What do Newcastle really need to look out for? That one thing that you're saying to Steve Bruce, right, this is where you need to focus your attention to stop Arsenal. Arsenal's strength this season, surprisingly, has been um, set pieces. Defensively, they've been really good at set pieces. It's not something Arsenal have been associated with in the past, but... They've conceded the least goals from set pieces in the Premier League. And I think if uh, I'm expecting Newcastle to try and use that as a way to attack Arsenal and if if Newcastle do want to score goals and try and win the game, then that's going to be very difficult for them to go about that way. So they might have to try and find a different way of creating opportunities and breaking Arsenal down. And then obviously we've got a tremendous crop of young talent coming through right now. You look at Eddie Nketiah, Reese Nelson, Joe Willock, who will all probably start. And then there's the guys who've been starting the Premier League, who I mentioned before, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, who may be involved, and Saka. And they're all they're all really hungry to succeed and to take their opportunities. And I think that is what could cause Newcastle a lot of problems. I think Pre-Emerick Aubameyang may also be involved. So I think when it comes to 
just the sheer weight of numbers Arsenal have in attack, then obviously that is where their strengths lie. And I think Newcastle's attempts to score goals and the way they're planning on score goals may be a bit difficult just with the way Arsenal have improved at defending set pieces and defending a little bit more in generally. Well, that was going to be my next question. Newcastle like to play teams on the counter, but against the, the the better teams, and even though Arsenal are down the league slightly, I'm still going to count them in that kind of top six bracket because you know that's Thank where you. that's where they will get eventually. <laughs> I think under Mikel Arteta, that's where we expect them to be anyway. But against those better sides, the 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 kind of the counter attacking aspect um, has not really been there. It is kind of just sit back and absorb and absorb. Um, how will Arsenal deal with that? We saw against Liverpool, it, it worked slightly better. Uh, Newcastle had a couple of chances and there was a big difference between the Man City game and the Liverpool game for Newcastle. The City game, you know, it was going with the, you couldn't see when Newcastle were going to even attempt to get into the into the half, into Man City's half. The Liverpool game, they actually could have won it. Um, Kieran Clark went close. So, how do how do Arsenal approach Newcastle in that in that stance, and how do how do they stop Newcastle's counter attacking approach from working? It's a good question. I think it's something that Mikel Arteta has probably been struggling with for a lot of the season. If you look at the games Arsenal did lose in that run, it was to counter attacking sides. I mean, Jose Mourinho's Tottenham sat deep for the whole game. I think in the second half they had something like twenty percent possession, but still ended up with more shots on target in that match than. Arsenal did and it was the same with Wolves it was the same with Burnley in games that Arsenal did lose not so long ago I mean, it was only last month that Arsenal were losing these games and I think Newcastle definitely do carry a threat on the counter and that's something Arsenal have struggled with they may be tempted to play with slightly less expensive fullbacks if you look at who's probably going to play Cedric is decent going forward but he's not Hector Bellerin in terms of what he can do going forward and Ainsley Maitland-Niles is a good one-on-one defender so I imagine that that will be how they try and counter, or try and stop the counter. And probably with those midfielders, you think that Mohamed Elneny will probably play the game and maybe Danny Ceballos. And they tend to sit a bit deeper and just protect that defensive unit of whoever it is. But I think if Newcastle do manage to get their counter attack right, and I know you were saying there that they've struggled with that this season, then they could they could really hurt Arsenal. And there's definitely weaknesses to exploit. But like you say, that's a that's a big if given what we've seen from Newcastle this season. I don't want to be disrespectful, but, you know, yeah, that's 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 where they could hurt Arsenal. Before I get you to give us your score prediction, just a brief moment on Mikel Arteta, you know, heavily linked to Newcastle United after Rafa Benitez went, um, reportedly turned down the approach. He was maybe probably top of the list in some people's uh, opinion. And he turned it down. He ended up with Arsenal a few months later. And I think Newcastle fans looking at it recently until the last few weeks would have been wondering, well, did, did we miss out? Was that the right choice? You know, Newcastle were above Arsenal for a long part of this season so far. Um, have Newcastle missed out on McAllister? Is it just that he's learning his trade? It's the first time he's been a number one. It's not as easy, you know, it, it, you know, to walk in and make a club successful, especially after, you know, Arsene Wenger and then what, what has happened the, the people who have come after him didn't quite work out so have Newcastle missed out on, on a good manager or or yeah how, how, would you, how would you sum it up I don't want to make you guys feel too bad but you, you, you have missed out on a, what I think is a fantastic manager I think he's really destined for great things within the game I think if you look at 
the way he was able to come in last year and immediately turn the fortunes of the team around. A lot of people do forget that, that Arsenal were, obviously Arsenal were in bad form this year, but they were really sinking last year and they really didn't look like they had much of a game plan. And he immediately set up a game plan. He's learned from Pep Guardiola, who's obviously one of the best in the world, if not the best, and spent time working under Arsene Wenger and David Moyes as well. Obviously, maybe not the best manager in the world, but still good managers who have been in the Premier League for a long time who are very experienced. And I think the way he's handled the situations at Arsenal, I mean, Newcastle know about uh, what it's like to have a board who are, let's say, uh, controversial in the way they uh, deal with matters. It's been a pretty similar case at Arsenal and he's had a lot to deal with on that front. He's had the Ozil situation to deal with. He's had the Saliba situation to deal with, which maybe he hasn't handled as well. But like you say, he's he's learning on the job and he's had so much to deal with within his first few months as manager. And that's before we even mentioned the worldwide global pandemic that brought football to a halt for three months, bang in the middle of his first season in charge. And I think tactically what he's got Arsenal doing is really impressive. He's managed to make them a much more solid defensive unit, which Unai Emery couldn't do and Arsene Wenger couldn't do in nearly 20 years of management at the Emirates. So I think he's a really good manager and I know that Newcastle fans loved Rafa Benitez, even if the football wasn't necessarily the best at times because of that connection he had with the fans, which maybe Steve Bruce hasn't got. And I think Arteta has done a really good job at establishing that connection with the fans. I know a lot of fans have turned on him after that poor run of form, but I feel like they'll be they'll be back on side pretty soon. And Newcastle are a, they're a, they're a good team, and I think the fans probably do maybe deserve to watch a slightly better brand of football. And maybe Arteta would have been the man to bring that. And I think the faithful at um, St James's Park really would have taken to him very quickly, just with the way he speaks. He always says the right things, and he never really says anything too controversial. And I think yeah, just the tactics he would have tried to implement definitely would have been popular at St. James's Park. Fantastic. I think I can hear the screams, the collective screams of Newcastle United fans <laughs> across Tyneside as we record. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, give me your score prediction then for this FA Cup third round tie. Well, like I said, I don't think there's going to be many goals in it. I think it will just take one maybe from either Arsenal or Newcastle to win the game. I'm going to have to say Arsenal probably to win it 1-0. I think when Arsenal do get that goal in front, Newcastle will probably find it quite difficult just to have to come out of their shell a bit and create opportunities. Maybe if Arsenal get a goal quite early, then we could see a few more goals from the Arsenal side. But I'm, I'm going to opt. Well, I'm going to cautiously go for a one 0 to the Arsenal. But I'm I'm always interested to hear what you guys might think about what their prediction would be. Oh, I don't know. I just think it's so. There's so much negativity around Newcastle at the moment, and it's 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 understandable after the Brentford. Uh, performance and the result and you drew against Liverpool but against Leicester it was just kind of it was back to that old feeling of well we expect Leicester to win and this is just my opinion as well um, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for all mm. Newcastle United fans or, or, you know, or journalists but it, yeah I think for myself there's just a, a sense of look Steve Bruce wants to get through of course he does and he wants to he wants to see Newcastle lift the trophy because he's a Newcastle United fan at heart um, and who, who, you know, every, I think everyone wants to see him do that, but there's a lack of belief in whether that will happen. And I think Arsenal have just got so many good players and they're set up so well that if Newcastle do sit back, it's, it's going to be a case of when, not if, Arsenal break them down and, and do get a goal. And then you've got the added 
question about Martin Dubravka, is he ready to, to face an Arsenal side, which is, you know, starting to find form and starting to find goals again. Um, of course, we don't know who's going to start for Arsenal, but, you know, the same way he applies. So, yeah, I'm going to say an Arsenal win. But as we said at the start of this podcast, I was already feeling negative and struggling to, to get excited for the game. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 Arsenal, unfortunately. So, sorry, sorry, okay. Steve Bruce. Um, more optimistic than me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm proved wrong. And I'd love to be talking about Newcastle in the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's just the negativity I'm feeling at the moment. But uh, <laughs> Fair enough. There we have it. But thank you for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to uh, get an insight into how Arsenal may approach this game on Saturday evening. And if you stick with us, we'll now hear from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder. Hi Lee, how do you see the game on Saturday? Is it one that Newcastle can go into without really fearing the outcome of the result, you think? Yeah, I think in some ways that you know Newcastle have got nothing to lose going down to Arsenal and FA Cup third round. And then other ways they've got everything to gain because if they do, you know, get through and get a decent draw in the next couple of rounds, then you know, it changes the season altogether, it changes the whole context of the season altogether. And for Steve Bruce he knows that this competition can breathe a bit of life into things at the moment. Um, it's been a, a tough, festive period for him. Um, but then again, you know, he hasn't had St. Maximan around. Fraser's been injured. You know, all all those players who would be on the, the first names on the team sheet just haven't been around. But you've got to be realistic about it. Newcastle haven't been good enough. They haven't played well enough. Um, for, for long periods they haven't won once in six games so really this game in front of the cameras at you know FA Cup third round you know might just spark a bit of life into them and hopefully they can uh, they can get through and cause an upset but the odds are stacked against them there's no doubt about it but really um, it's this is the season on the line now they got knocked out of the League Cup against Brentford and uh, this is an ideal way to make amends. Thanks to Lee there. He'll be down at the Emirates covering the game. We'll be bringing you all the build-up team news through our live blog tomorrow evening. Half five kickoff for that. You can head over to Chronicle Live where you can see what else Steve Bruce had to say in the build-up to this game. And just before you sign off, if you can please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a star rating, a review as well. We really do appreciate it. I hope you enjoy your weekend. <laughs>